Welcome. You are now listening to the Anything Goes podcast with your hosts, Greg and Alex. Check. Check. One, two, one, two, three, five, twelve, C, one, zero, H, one, five, N. If you don't know, now you know. Welcome to another episode of the Anything Goes Podcast. I am one half of your host, Jesse Pinkman. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that because I was wondering which one of us would be which if we had to choose. Oh, I would be Jesse. Would I be Walt? No, I'm meaner, so I'd probably be Walt. Yeah. Although, okay, we'll get get into it. All right. (laughs) I am one half of your host, Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooh Bear, and joined by... I guess Walter White? (laughs) Alex, what's up? Joined by... Alex. Oh, hi. Hi. Were you talking? No. No, I didn't. Okay, I was in the middle of my intro. You're so... I can't even. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, to another episode uh, dedicated to Alex. I am loving like life. I think you're starting to take over this this podcast. Uh, slowly. Slowly. <laughs> yep. All right. But uh, I got to say, for every episode that we have for you, it kind of turns to an episode that I really, really enjoy. Right. So I, I'm starting to actually believe after all these years you have like decent taste. Oh, my God. Decent. Wait, did we just get that on recording? No, I, I'm not. I'm just saying decent taste. Like in shows, nothing else in life. Yeah, not men. No, not picking men, not picking anything. <laughs> just in shows in general. Right. I'll take that. Hey. So I'm it's starting to believe. All right. Um, so today, this episode, mm-hmm. when you're listening, whatever day it is, mm-hmm. um, you're going to hear an interview with us. And Chris McCaleb. Mm-hmm. You sure are. Uh, man, he's the man. He's hysterical. He is. He really, really, really is. Mm-hmm. I didn't know so, so much about him going in. Right. Um, because you are the Breaking Bad person. I am. When it's... when, It's a close call if I'm more obsessed with Breaking Bad or Disney. Is that so? I mean, it's close. All right. But... One does trump the other. I won't say which one. But. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, I knew of, you know, the show and you had me watch it. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really do a deep dive into it until this episode. Well, it's about time. Well. <laughs> Whatever so I, makes you. So, I, I put on my swimmies. For... I put on my flippers. I put on my swimmies. And I uh, took a deep dive. How are you going to deep dive with swimmies? Well, the water is like three inches. It's one of like the kids' pools. Yeah, well, don't dive. You'll so, crack your head open. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I really learned a lot, and I'm impressed. I am very much. So, Chris, he does tons of stuff. Oh, my, he's all over the place. Like, he is like, the editor. I could pretty much easily say that you've everybody listening probably has watched something that he's edited. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, not only... Did he edit Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. He 
edited Better Call Saul. Right. And The Walking Dead. Right, which is like... Yeah. Upset. People are obsessed Big with time. it. Yeah. And just a bunch of other like horror films and mm-hmm, all that. Mm-hmm. He gets into it all. Oh, yeah. And he kind of releases a little secret that he has going on. <laughs> right. That, uh, project. Yeah, that he's project with. that he's doing his first major feature film movie mm-hmm. that he's editing. And it's already up on IMDb. It is, yeah. So... Chris, it sounds pretty it. cool. I'm excited for it, actually. I mean, I'm not on IMDb. Right. <laughs> I, I've been told I'm a DB. <laughs> oh, you're definitely a DB. I, I, on IMDb. I tell you that on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, let's get into this interview. Let's it's, do it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And if you're a Breaking Bad fan, if you're a Walking Dead fan, if you're a... Better Call Saul fan, if you're just a movie fan or a yeah, TV show yeah, fan. Yeah, if you're just into television um, and movies. This guy knows his stuff. Of course. And I think one of the things I really, really like loved about him was that he's always learning from whoever he's around. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he is around like geniuses when right, it comes to right. the film industry. Right. And you could tell that he's not there just to work. He's there to like better himself right. and... Keep just, progressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. So, uh, so it's awesome. He uh, mm-hmm. tells a lot of cool stuff. And check it out. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back after the interview right. to, uh, to talk because I have some things to say. Oh, me too. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't oh. always happen that oh, I have something please. to say. I just, wait, but real quick before today, we get into this. After this, what? You Can I say just something? say one thing? Okay, make it quick because I got to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let everyone know that most nights at like three in the morning, he wakes me up to tell me some nonsense. Not most nights, every night. Oh, yeah, I know I want to And say. only because what I have to say is like super important and it can't wait until like the alarm going off yeah so yeah so you always have things to say is what i was trying to when say. it's important all right let's get into this interview let's do it because i think what chris has to say is way more important yeah, than what I one agree. of us have to say i'm not going to say which one mm-hmm. <laughs> not but, pointing uh, any fingers over here but why are you pointing that's rude you're it's rude. rude to point you're rude all right let's do it anything goes podcast chris mccaleb let's do it right now enjoy Hey, what's going on, everyone? You know where it's at, the Anything Goes podcast with Crazy Greg and Alex. So who do we have today? Like, one of the uh, most exciting, looking forward to, like, something we've been waiting for for a long time to have. And uh, this interview is with Chris McCaleb, uh, an editor on Breaking Bad, an editor on Better Call Saul, an assistant editor, shows such as Halt and Catch Fire, Narcos, Fear, Lodge 49, and The Walking Dead. Uh, Chris, welcome. What's going on? Hey, thanks. Yeah, we're, hap- uh, yeah, we're happy to have you. Having a, having a weird, gloomy day here in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, well, it, it's not much better here in New York. We, uh, we got hit with almost a foot of snow yesterday. Oh, no. So, uh, so, yeah, we woke up to a pretty big storm over here. I think if there was a foot of snow in Los Angeles, that would, that's that's the apocalypse. <laughs> but that would be not only just because of the fact that that would be like you know weather wise impossible, but the fact I think people are so bad at driving anyway to <laughs> have to deal with snow. It would just everybody would would just disintegrate. Right. So would that be the equivalent of The Walking Dead? <laughs> it might be. I mean, that would. Yeah. I. I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. I mean, I worked. Yeah, I was. I was an assistant editor on 
the fourth season of The Walking Dead, and then I was an editor on the first two seasons of Fear the Walking Dead, the, the first spinoff. And uh, I'm trying, I don't remember ever there ever being much snow, but I'm yeah. sure they've been to snow things. I, I sort of fell off on The Walking Dead. Got it. Yeah, so I guess you're spoiled out there. You're complaining about one gloomy day in California. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm remarking. I'm observing. I, mean, I guess, hey, at least it's, it's, it's finally the appropriate temperature for, right. the, for the, the season, I guess. There you go. Well, well, happy holidays out there. Hey, thank you. Happy, yeah. happy holidays to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, and uh, so are you a horror fan that you got linked with uh, Walking Dead? I do. I love horror, and it's. I, that's one of the fun things to do about those shows is is to sort of manufacture those scares. It can be kind of difficult, you know, as as an editor to make some of those things work. I mean, Walking Dead is, is particularly funny uh, or interesting to to work on because all the sounds, all the scary sounds of The Walking Dead, which which make things work, like none of that's there. I mean, that's all stuff that we add while we're editing and so uh, it's funny you know, if you just watch scenes you know without <laughs> without any zombie sounds or without any like you know slashing of swords yeah. or <laughs> knives or it's it's pretty it's pretty it looks like you know like that old video i don't know if i'm dating myself that old video there was people like uh live action role-playing uh-huh, uh-huh. when they're just like adult men out in the woods like pretending to throw lightning bolts at each other and they're yelling like lightning bolt lightning bolt that's so funny and uh it's sort of like the it's like that but for real and with you know lots of money behind it right so so do you put whatever effects you want or they kind of tell you which ones that they're expecting you to play oh uh, no it's it, i mean usually it's what you want i mean on that nice. show there are some specific like zombies Sounds. They don't like to have the the people who do the zombie sounds. They don't like to have them do it too much. So there are because it's, I guess it's incredibly bad for your vocal cords uh. to make some of those sounds. And so they have this library of, of sounds, and that that is why you hear a lot of the same sounding like those like signature zombie growls that you Got hear it. all the time <laughs> on that show. Right, and, right. And I, 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 yeah. So there's some of that, but but I. I did, I, you know, sometimes when you're editing things or when you're an assistant editor, a lot of times you, you wind up helping out the editor with sound, with like trying to make it, you want to make it live. Like sound is at least half of the experience of, of, yeah. of the story. And so like nothing works without the right sound. And, and so you kind of make it, you've got to bring it to life. And sometimes just trying to jam sounds that they already had into zombies' mouths was, was going to take so long. And so I, uh, on a, in a couple of instances on that and on, uh, on fear, I just recorded them myself. I just did it. I just, you know, you know, and, uh, <laughs> into my iPhone. And, and so, I was very surprised on, uh, on the walking dead when we got to the mix stage and, like my sounds that I recorded on my iPhone are in the final mix of, of one of the episodes. No way. <laughs> and I, I, I told the sound supervisor, I was, cause I didn't know if that was a problem. I was like, Hey, not for, not for nothing, but like, that's me on my iPhone. That's like, hysterical. Yeah, sounds great. Like, okay. <laughs> that's so good. Well, I tell you, if it wasn't for sounds of harm movies, it wouldn't really be so scary. It's true. I yeah. mean, sound and, and then especially in, in the, 
movies, the, you know, often the music is mm. what really amps up the tension and, right. and, and, you know, makes you, makes you scared. Yeah, of course. And, uh, any favorite horror movie growing up you had? Of the like the classic, what I would consider the classics, I think it's pretty tough to beat like the original Halloween or uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like that movie, I mean, it. it I mean, it, it's not it's not documentary style, but it really feels like you're watching something that's like that actually happened, and it's it's it's, yeah. it's so like dirty and. <laughs> And grimy, and you're, and because they, you know, they they only ha- they had what they had, and they were of shooting on film out in the woods, and they, you know, were doing doing the best they could with the resources they had, and it's, I think that movie is so scary. Yeah, definitely. Um, Can you I, imagine? I mean, that, I mean, that's like the worst case scenario is is getting, you know, encountering a family of like absolute like homicidal psychopaths who just want to torture and 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 kill you that's it's not great <laughs> yeah we actually uh one of the episodes we interviewed victor miller he uh he created friday the 13th the original and he oh, was wow. telling us yeah some backstories and how like their budget they had you know one take for each scene and it's like if something went wrong they had to cut other scenes and yeah so it was yeah so back then what their budget was compared to today it, it's amazing, though, how, how real it looked back then with what they worked with. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, because you, you didn't have the money for, like, well, or the technology for computers, you know, right. back in the 70s and the 80s. And, and so, or even, like, you know, the high-end optical effects, they didn't have the money for that stuff. So they had to figure out a way to just do it the old-fashioned way. And, yeah. and so you, that's, it, like, forces you to use ingenuity to solve your problems, and I said, which I think is always, it's good to have limitations. It always, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really, it always sucks yeah. when you're like, you know, I, I don't know what, is, can, do you swear? Are there, is there swearing? Can we swear? That's fine. Go for it. I've been watching my mouth. I, 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 when we do the Better Call Saul Insider podcast, <laughs> I, I often am, am just blown away by how, how terrible my language is. <laughs> so you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to curb it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go easier. All right. Well, either you know, way, all right. And uh, final question about Walking Dead: Have you ever been through the Walking Dead haunted attraction at the Universal Studios in Hollywood? I'm pretty sure that I went through it before it even opened. Wow. It was. It was. That was the, the premiere of season four. Maybe or the mid-season. I don't. I'm. I, I have a hard time remembering. It must have been the premiere, and there was a big party at Universal, and they were. They, I think that's when they were like just unveiling the the attraction. So it was. It was. It was our party, and it was like our attraction. So it was. It was. That so was a fun cool. time. That's awesome. Very cool. It, yeah. It we... was, I think it was. It, I don't know if it's changed. I mean, it's been. It's been uh, a while since that but uh, i don't know it was i think it was sort of based in the prison kind of yeah it, well yeah we, we went a few years back and it, it was still that so uh, i i you know assume that they would keep it the same at this point yeah but it's and cool though it's, it's good big empty theme park yeah i bet it'd be really scary to go there now there wouldn't be, <laughs> any, there wouldn't be anybody scaring you but you right. wouldn't need them 
how, be you alone in this giant funny. theme park. Yeah, that, that'd be something else. Uh, so how'd you originally get started in the entertainment business? Uh, well, I, what, I, I always wanted to make movies. I mean, not all. I mean, since, probably since high school. And um, I, I wound up going to Loyola Marymount in, in, here in L.A. for college and studying film. And, uh, you know, I, I, I always edited my own movies. And, you know, you get out of school and you're like, all right, you know, let's get those directing jobs here we go you know we're you know but they it's like that's not really how it works you know when you're when you're 22 you, you kind of figure like you got it all you, right. you got it all figured out but uh, you know um, <laughs> you gotta pay you pay your dues and you gotta learn and get experience and so i i wound up doing different jobs and i i sort of the jobs that i got tended to be more in in editorial as, as a production assistant and like wound up working on a, a John sales movie called sunshine state as a, as a post PA as an editing PA. But I was, I was kind of like an apprentice editor, which uh, even though I was not technically because we were cutting on film. And so I was learning the sort of old school methods of how to sync the, the audio to the picture and how to, you know, put everything together on film, which is a much more laborious process than than what we have now, which right. is digital, and you can you can try anything, and it costs nothing. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, try, you know, you don't have to reprint the film if you mess up a cut. Uh, so yeah, I just I I and I wound up after that. I wound up on this. TV show that Michael Mann, the filmmaker, was doing. It was like he he was the guy behind the TV show Miami Vice, and he you know he directed Heat and The Insider, mm-hmm. and he was doing this show starring Tom Sizemore called Robbery Homicide Division. It was like a cop show on CBS. It was there were a lot of problems with it, but I it sort of started me on my path. I I I then did several tours of duty. Uh, with Michael Mann, uh, on, I worked on Collateral, and then I, I got into the union, the editing union, on the movie Miami Vice, the movie version oh, with nice. uh, Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell. Wow. I, that one, I took the world tour. Like that was, wow. I was in Miami for <laughs> seven months, and, yeah. and then the Dominican Republic for a month, and then Uruguay for a few weeks, <laughs> and back to Miami for a month, and back to Uruguay. It was nuts. Oh, jeez, it was totally nuts. How yeah. awesome! Was, but was, I mean, was crazy that, good. I mean, you know, insane experiences. But I learned a ton. Yeah. Was that the point where you were like, okay, I made it? Definitely not. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was, I was certainly, I was making money in a yeah. way that I hadn't, and which was good. And also, because we were working. I mean, just there was a week that I worked 120 hours. Wow. Jeez. Uh, during the during the finishing stages of, of the movie, and I, I think there are only a hundred and sixty eight weeks or hours in a week. Like, it was <laughs> like, well, I'll tell you what I did get out of that was I one of the other people I worked with on on all three of those was a guy named Chris Hampel who was wound up being Michael Mann's assistant, which is an, an incredibly difficult job. He's a very very demanding person and. Uh, it's a very, it's a really challenging job. And we just became best friends. And 
uh, he introduced me to another one of his friends, this guy Doug Cheney, who also a filmmaker, and uh, they were starting up this. They had this idea. This was in 2006, early 2006. Like YouTube was brand new, and video podcasts had just start. Like they had just Apple had done like a big event because wow. they were coming out with like a video iPod. So long ago that was, and and so Doug had this this crazy idea that instead of you know filmmakers making a short film this year and spending whatever they're going to spend, you know, what if we pooled our resources and we told a longer story what well, was i mean there wasn't the word web series yet but that's that's what it was and so he we had this idea to make a a uh, a, a murder mystery that was the episodes were 90 seconds long and it was a like a, mur- a drama um about there's this girl it's called sam has seven friends okay and there's this girl sam and uh you knew that on a certain date, one of those seven friends was going to kill her, but you didn't know who was going to be or why. And it was, it was sort of like a soap, like a, uh, like an intrigue, soapy drama. And, you know, it was, it was totally independent and it got us a lot of attention. And we started a company and we started doing that for a living for like close to five years. Uh, we made shows for Michael Eisner, who used to, uh, run um, Disney for a long time. Oh. He kind of turned Disney into what it, yeah. what, it what, what it is now. And then um, nice. we did a show for Warner Brothers. We did a show, another show for Eisner that we shot part of in India. Like it was a crazy ride. And, That's awesome. And we were just we were early enough that we were able to rise above the the, the noise and get a lot of attention and, and have some success. But we were, we were also too early for it to really be financially viable. Like, right. You know, we were, we were basically paying our rent, but, <laughs> but it was, it was tough. And, and, and so the sort of the fallout of the, the economic downturn at the end of 08, um, the, you know, the long tail of it eventually forced us in, 2011 to kind of close up shop which was which is a real drag because we were yeah all you know we were and and there were four of us the the chris ample doug cheney and then our our uh our fourth partner ryan wise and we were all writer director producer editor photographers like we did it all and it was everything was a passion project except we were you know eventually working with other people's money and and getting to sort of put our dreams on screen. And then, uh, you know, it was, so it was super depressing to have to kind of go back, take a, what felt like a huge step backwards and be an assistant editor again. But I, I was broke and I didn't have health insurance and I oh, couldn't geez. get health insurance because it was sort of like before the ACA had really kicked into gear. And, and so I started working again and it, it's, Thank God that I did because being an adult and paying your bills is, uh, I met like one of my greatest mentors who's, uh, this editor named Kelly Dixon. Um, cause I went back to the, I, I was desperate and they, Michael Mann was doing this HBO series. So I went and worked on the pilot cause they, they just needed somebody who knew the, the system right. cause he's got a very specific system and and one of the editors was Kelly Dixon, and, and uh, I think at that point, Breaking Bad had was had they'd done like 
two seasons, maybe. Okay. So it was, critics loved it, but nobody was watching it yet. And I had wow. never seen it. But Kelly and I just really hit it off, and we stayed friends over for the next couple of years. And then in 2012, she contacted me. I was working on this <clears throat> movie called R.I.P.D., uh, like Ryan Reynolds, uh, <laughs> Jeff Bridges right. movie, which is not not a great movie, but it's a great idea. But I was like an assistant VFX editor. She she knew that I really wanted to get back into making my own stuff. Right. And so she said, come work in television. It's the hours generally are much saner than they are in movies, yeah. which is right. sort of true. Um, especially for an assistant and she's, you know, she's awesome. And, and so I went and she's like, I can't take you to Breaking Bad cause she already had an assistant there, uh, but because of the last season was coming up. And yeah. so I, I was like, cool. I worked on this thing. And then while we were working on this, this TV show, uh, her assistant retired what? and she was like, no you want to come work on Breaking Bad? Come on. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> and, and, and but. But, but man, like I, I actually did have to think about it for a second, um, which she makes fun of me for all the time. <laughs> I mean, I really was like, can you give me a, cause at, by that point I was a huge fan of Breaking yeah, Bad and was right. like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to watch the last season, but uh, of course, I obviously I said, I eventually said yes. And, <laughs> and that was a huge deal. I had the opportunity to edit with her and, and, you know, share a credit with her on the next to last episode ever of Breaking Bad, which was just, you know, insane. That's so great. Wow. I got to say, this is, this is Alex's favorite drama series, like ever of all time. And anytime somebody's like, what's your favorite show? It's Breaking Bad and you got to watch it. And she's been trying to get me to watch it for years. And I finally got shoulder surgery two years ago. And she's like, that's it, Greg. If you make it out of surgery and you make it through, you're watching Breaking Bad. So <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, after that, I sat on the couch and working through rehab and all that, I, I watched it all Breaking Bad. And it definitely lived up to what, uh, to what she said, for sure. It's so good. Yeah. I, I mean, at some point, you probably you must have felt something like Hank. When Hank was laid up. Yes. You know, that, was, it's funny because like – he he became like one of my favorite characters and I was like, man, I wish they would just show him like rehabbing all his injuries and then next thing you know, like there he is rehabbing. I'm like, oh man, this show is so good because a lot of times you'll see you'll see a character in a show like whatever, again, you know, injured, Carson, and then like next scene they're back to, you know, walking down the street and I'm like, man, like why, why isn't somebody feeling my pain when I'm going through? And there he was. So yeah, so that was great. Yeah. Um, so what was it like joining such an established show at the time? I mean, that, I'm sure, I mean, a million people have said it or talked about it in articles and, and people get sick of it almost. It's like, is it, it, it's like a love fest over there. Cause everybody, everybody is so cool and, and everybody's just, a, a not only are they at the top of their game creatively, like the, uh, even the outlines on Breaking Bad, like uh, you could teach a class with these outlines. Like they're uh, like, a, like a, a writing class. They're they're so well written, and the the writers were just operating on a different level. And as were the the directors, all of the filmmakers, everybody involved. And it, it was a real unique 
situation where collaboration was highly encouraged. I mean, Vince Gilligan is, he's the first guy to ask the lowest person on the hierarchy, like, well, what do you think? Wow. You know, what, what, you know, do, what do you think about it? Here, come check this out. Like, what do you think? Do you, do you have ideas? How awesome. And, and it, he's, he's the best. And, and so, so is Peter Gould, who is, with Vince co-created Better Call Saul and everybody, and he was a writer and director on Breaking Bad. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's like the most, it's a very, I mean, everybody talks about it who works, who works with those guys. It it is such a, it's a, it's a really special place. And what, you know, and I think we're all trying not to, (laughs) trying not to acknowledge the fact that there's only one more season of Better Call Saul. Uh... You know, it's going to be, it's going to be sad. Now, it's a lot of the same people from Breaking Bad. I mean, right. a lot of the same people. And so, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, we'll keep keep the band together doing other something else. Exactly. It is such a, it's, it's a really special group. I don't know how many, it's, uh, how many times I, I can say special. It's probably, no, but we, we probably obnoxious. It. I don't know. <laughs> no, but we, we, we see it. We could tell, you know, you could definitely tell that. It's like a family, you know, from what it looks like on the outside. So I'm sure that's exactly what it is on the inside. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And even, you know, how you said they're just geniuses and stuff, just breaking down, like, the whole series had, like, a color scheme that, you know, is out there that each character would wear a different color based on their feeling or their whatever. You know, it's like... That's amazing right. that that they do stuff like that because not many shows will take the time to do that. Oh yeah, I mean everything is intentional. I mean everything is, right. is uh, not not everything is necessarily as like thought out from start to finish as it as it seems like it was. But, uh-huh. um, but everybody, because there's such a spirit of collaboration and and people are rewarded you know, for, for contributing creatively, it, it's just, it's a great environment and it, and it fosters more creativity. And so people like, you know, the wardrobe department or the props department or production design, everybody wants to think about those details because they know that Vince and Peter and all of the other filmmakers involved are thinking about those things mm, because it right. all it makes a difference. Even if you don't like, I mean, you're, you're aware of it, but even if you didn't know like that, you know, everything Marie has is purple or whatever. <laughs> like even if you didn't, yeah. didn't like consciously know that uh-huh. subconsciously it, your brain is picking up on it yeah. and is, is, you know, it makes it feel a certain way. Yeah. It's amazing. The attention to detail. Exactly. It's like, yeah, there's no show like that right now. Really? Did you ever get a chance to be on the set uh, of during filming? No, uh, not on Breaking Bad, but I I was on set when Vince was directing the pilot of Better Call Saul. Oh, very uh, cool! You know, in Albuquerque with a lot uh, of the same people, and and uh, Kelly Kelly Dixon, uh, the editor who I who was my mentor. We actually we we took a trip out there, uh, and my goal because I you know I still I still am. Directing is something I'm still extremely interested in. Even I love editing, right? Um, and so I, I take every chance I can to learn from really great directors. And as an editor, I get a lot of opportunities because I get to, you know, well, when when there's not a pandemic, I get to sit in rooms with people and 
yeah. you know, and, and just sort of understand them and ask them questions and learn their process. Nice. And, right. And, but so I, so I wanted to like see how Vince did it. And I, yeah, I learned a lot on that, but also we went to a lot of the places, you know, we, we took our own kind of like unguided tour of the, like the locations so <laughs> one round and, you know, saw all those places and, and Kelly eventually became friends with the woman, I think her name is Fran, uh, the people who own the house that, the, oh. that Walter White lived in. Wow. Um, who are like, really wonderful people but you know unfortunately there's so many assholes out there and people like go to their house and throw pizzas (laughs) at it and and, like they had like they had to Uh, they had to install security cameras jeez it's yeah it's people are nuts i mean you know you think twice before you let something shoot at your house i guess right i know especially when it blows up that big it's like yeah and really. you never know. Uh, exactly, right. You won't know until, you know, a couple years down the line. And Any favorite Breaking Bad character or episode that you have? <sighs> Boy. <laughs> Boy, that's tough. I mean, I, I, I'm biased because right. I, I think I, mean, I think that the last four episodes of Breaking Bad are nearly perfect. Mm. I mean, from, from casually where it ends with that, crazy shootout in the you know in the desert with the the air the nazis you know to the next episode which is the one everybody always talks about ozymandias to granite state which is the one i was was one of the editors of which i i love it it's just because it's such it's like the it's like the eye of the hurricane where everything it seems kind of quiet, but there's just turmoil surrounding it. When yeah. when Walt was out and just out there dying, and then decides to go in and raise hell to the finale, I just I I think it's just so great. I, I you know, and and as far as characters go, man, I mean, so many good characters. It's, it's tough. It's yeah. it's and they all they all changed so much right. and evolved. And, but I mean, I guess it's kind of it's kind of tough to be uh, a villain like Gus Fring. I mean, mm. he's, especially in that fourth season of Breaking Bad, man. That yeah. it's just that is that's another like almost perfect season, right? And and it, it, you know, it, I mean, it could have ended there. I mean, I think it it still people would still be like that was a great show, mm. but I, I don't know that it would have it wouldn't have taken on the kind of cultural relevance that it has, you know, because there's so much, so much of, I, for my money, what makes, uh, what makes the whole thing work is that moment in the finale when he goes and sees Skylar and she's like, doesn't kind of doesn't want to hear it. Like, don't you, tell me that you did it for the family and he's mm. like no I did it for me because I liked it and I was good at it and it, it made me feel good and it, for him to admit that and to I hope I'm not spoiling Breaking Bad for everybody but no, uh, I mean I, I uh, think but I yeah people sh- <laughs> people should have seen it by now yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean and, and by the way and, and, and all of what anything I've said it's not like I don't think that even ruins it. I mean, because no. you can you can rewatch it and, right. and still you can always find nuances and, and, and new things to, yeah. that are uh, 
that are really incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex has watched it multiple times, and every time she's like, oh, you know, just picking up more details. And it's funny how many episodes there are, and she still remembers so much of it. Yeah. I'll bet she remembers more than uh, most of the people who worked on it. It's <laughs> it crazy. It's crazy. It's like yeah. uh, Kelly. Dixon, one of the editors, we, we did a panel uh, discuss like a Zoom panel discussion a few weeks ago, and, uh-huh. and people kept asking her like very specific questions <laughs> about Breaking Bad, and she's like, she's she's like, here's the here's the deal, like that was ten years ago, and and That's, yeah, you know, I only I only worked on every other episode, and right. you know, I often I you know didn't see the other episodes in their finished form and wow she kept saying like I gotta go back and watch that <laughs> and uh it's, uh it's like yeah Kelly it's a, it's a very very well regarded show hey, yeah people really like it yeah I mean, you should like it you should mm-hmm. watch it yeah <laughs> it's funny yeah it's true though it's true and I'm sure she's worked on so many things since then as well it's like it's hard to remember from 10 years ago oh yeah for sure I mean it, it's it, it, it is. I mean, there are some memories you have that right. just stick in your head. I mean, I'll I'll never forget reading the script, and and in particular the script to Ozymandias, which I mean, I didn't work on, but I was certainly there, and I read the script, and the script made me cry. I mean, I I like maybe even more than the the finished episode, as great as the episode is, and it is. It's, it's great. Ryan right. Johnson directed it, and mm. he's a prince such an awesome guy but um yeah it, it was you know it's like you said, it's a, while, it's a while ago and things yeah. start to blur together <laughs> yeah and how long does it typically take to edit uh, like one episode of a show like that breaking bad was kind of an insane schedule because like most tv most hour-long tv shows you usually get three or four days after the like last uh shooting of that episode as an editor, you're, you're getting the whole time they're shooting, and then you get like three or four days to, you know, finish your cut and get the sound sounding good. And, and with most shows, you you add music, temp music, which I don't love doing that for reasons that I learned on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, because we don't temp score. We don't temp, like, what the composer's going to do. Because what Vince Gilligan says is like, you know, why, why do I want to put music from Batman on my, you know, show about a guy who cooks meth, like, yeah. you know, it's, it, music is so specific, and particularly the music that Dave Porter, our composer, does, I mean, he's totally brilliant, and and it's way better for him to be kind of a, to, to get like a, a blank canvas to put his music on, and so, with, so, keeping that in mind, with Breaking Bad and the first few seasons of Better Call Saul, we only had like two days from the end of shooting to present a final cut. And wow. because of the, the way the schedule worked is that we would have to go, because then you have to start working with a director. A director only gets four days. And then you have to go right back into an editor's cut on the next episode. Because on that show, the producer's cut happened later, generally. Uh, on most shows, you just you just keep grinding, and that's why you have three uh, editors usually, right? Because the, just the timing of it works out that way. But on that show, and and on Saul, I mean, I think we what do we what do we have now? On we have like I think we have three days, maybe three days. 
three to four days after shooting. But <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is uh, intense. Yeah, it's, television is a crime, man. Like it, it, <laughs> the, the schedule is, it, it can be opposite of what Kelly Dixon once told me. It, it, it definitely it can be a grind, but the hours yeah. aren't necessarily what they are on a movie. I, I'm right. I'm working on a movie right now. I'm editing a movie. Oh yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's uh, I'm excited. It's the first movie I've like feature film that I've. Uh, edited. Well, yeah. Are you able to tell us what movie that is? And probably, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess one of the one of the actors in it has been talking about it. Yeah, it's called Two Leslie, and it, it's being directed by this fantastic director named Michael Morris, who uh, I worked with on the last season of Better Call Saul. He did two of them actually last season, and uh, the one that I did was it was Five O Three, which. It's, if people have have or have not seen it, I don't want to spoil much, but it's the one that started with the ants going for the ice cream cone, and which so if you've seen that, you'll know what I'm talking about. And, okay. Uh, it's a it's a it's a tremendous episode uh, that also brings back some very pop team or uh, very uh, familiar characters from Breaking Bad. And Michael is just a just an outstanding director, and uh, he asked me to be involved in uh, cutting his movie. So I, I, I I'm grateful. I, I it's a, it's a beautiful looking movie so far. It's just it's a little kind of an indie kind of a small story of a, a woman kind of trying to keep it together, put the pieces of her life back together, and the people in her life. Very good. All right. Well, you know, keep us updated on when that's you know going to be released and we'll definitely check it out and we'll promote it and do what we can to get the word out well thanks and you know yeah. so the, the lead the main character is uh is played by this this actress named andrea riseborough who with this is this is relevant to your podcast uh she right. was mandy in the movie mandy and she was also <laughs> in that uh, movie possessor okay that, uh that came out was that this year? God, this year feels like <laughs> ten years. But, but yeah, uh, but yeah, and she's—I'll uh, tell you—absolutely incredible. I've never seen a performer like her. Because when I, I saw Mandy, I was like, I just figured she'd like that. <laughs> right, <laughs> she's right. Not, she's not at all. That's funny. Oh man, I feel like we have to do a part two to this one day because we didn't even get get to a lot of what we wanted to talk about with you. There's just so much. Oh, sorry, I talked so much. <laughs> no, 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 it's good, it's good. I, I wish we had more time, but what's something that people might be surprised to hear about you that they may not already know? Hmm. <laughs> uh, the, the, first, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, when I was a kid, I was in a boys' choir. Okay. Um, I was born in Ch- Chicago, but I grew up mostly in Tucson, Arizona, and right. I was in the Tucson, Arizona Boys Chorus for, for several years. And, and one of the things that you learn how to do, because uh, it's like a wild Western kind of motif, is you had to learn how to do rope tricks. Like, you know, you can, you know, do like a, I'm, do, I'm doing it right now. You can't see me. I don't know why I'm acting it out. But, you know, you like, you know, create, you know, do circles and put your yeah. foot into it and twirl it around your body. And, uh, right. and I, uh, for some reason, uh, you know, I can't remember. I can't remember what I did last week, but I can still remember how to do that. And I don't know why. It's a useless talent to That's... me, but or useless skill. I don't know that it's yeah. a talent. 
Well, I was hey, never that good at you, it. You, you never know if you're going to be out in the wild and need to lasso something. That's true. And the apocalypse, uh, that could come in handy. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, that, that's a good thing to, uh, to share with us. All right. So in 100 years from now, when all this is said and done, what do you want people to remember the name of Chris McCaleb as? Boy, that's, boy, that's a... That's a hard question. That's listen, a really good question. Listen, this is the Anything Goes podcast. You know what I'm saying? We we bring it all here. I mean, I, I boy, I mean that this this is like uh, <laughs> sort of makes you confront like who you are versus <laughs> who you want to be versus who you think who people think you are. And so it's yeah. like perception versus hope versus reality. I don't know. I I I would hope that I, I could be remembered as. Somebody who brought a lot of joy to people to, I mean, whether that's as a director or as an editor or just even just as a friend. I mean, I, 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 nothing makes me happier, man, than, than laughing and, and, and making people laugh and, and Mm. like sharing, sharing laughter is, which I know work on all the heavy, (laughs) heavy shows that I work on. Like, (laughs) I know that doesn't necessarily sound like it, but you know that that to me that's my the biggest joy that i get out of life mm. and and so i would hope that i could be re, you know remembered by whoever is remembering me for something like that but you know i'm sure it'll probably just be the fact that i worked on breaking bad because <laughs> you know we 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 usually don't get to pick what people remember us for so. mm. well i tell you we spoke for maybe 40 minutes now you definitely made me laugh a lot so I'll for sure remember you as that. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad, man. Um, all right, final segment here before we uh, let you go and then we set up a part two one day. So this segment is called Keep It or Kill It. So I'm going to rapid fire some things at you and you have to tell me if you would keep it or if you would kill it. You ready? I'll do my best. Okay. People who pronounce letter S in Illinois. Because that, 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 now, that, that's this, your hometown, right? Now, well, yeah, I mean... Birth, birth state, but but this is tricky because I feel like you said Illinois. Illinois is that not is that not it? No, it's Illinois. Uh, no, no, because uh, I I thought, and maybe it's because this is the, the the telephone. I thought you said pe- people who say Illinois, and because oh. I was gonna just say k- kill it, but the fact that you said it, I was like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, people pronounce the letter S in Illinois. I didn't say the S in it. Kill it. Kill it, yes, I agree. I'm not from Illinois, and I would kill it, for sure. <laughs> um, Gus from Breaking Bad. Well, in a show, keep it. In <laughs> real life, kill it. <laughs> okay. Um, El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. I say keep it. I loved it. Yeah. I saw it before it came out. We did a nice. two-part podcast about it. I, I, I understand it, it can be a pretty polarizing thing, but... But I, you know, and did it need to exist to for the story to to go on? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. But I love it. I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a keeper on that one. Pineapple on pizza. <sighs> well, it, I don't I don't have I don't I, I guess I don't have like a real strong <laughs> feeling. Here's why. Okay. Because I'm fine with it. All right. I don't love it. I don't hate it. All right. Uh, I I I do. It's not my favorite. I'll say that. Okay. So if if I have to choose, you got to choose. If, if if you're telling me I can't ever have pizza again unless I choose, then I say kill it because 
here's why. Because my my pizza, I like I like like uh, I like mushroom, green pepper. I'm allergic to tomatoes now. Somehow, I guess I probably have been my whole life. So <laughs> pizza is a lot more challenging to eat, which uh, is a real bummer. Never right. find out what you're allergic to. Just live, <laughs> live in ignorance. Yeah. Um. But but uh. But yeah. Why? Where Where are you at? Pineapple and pepperoni on pizza is my favorite thing. There you go. Okay. There, so. see, see, there, there you go. And yeah. and I, if I was being told I had to make a choice, just really just to defend my access to pizza. That's all I was trying to do. I was <laughs> okay. trying to, because like I said, I like it. Right. Uh, I don't know that I've ever had pepperoni and pineapple. Well, that's that's what you're you're missing out on life. That's what you got to do. I got to try that. Yes. D- don't knock it till you try it. It's like the no, salty I, and sweet I, I, together, and yep. So that, that that's, that's, see, that's like I, I don't have a problem with pineapple. I've, right. I've certainly had it, it on it, and I'm and I'm good with it. Okay. So like, have you ever had like p- peanut butter and pickles, or like a peanut butter and pickle sandwich? I haven't. No. That sounds that sounds crazy, right? Yeah. It's, but it, it's it's sort of what you just said. It's the it's the it's the savory and the sweet all together, and um, it it. Once your brain gets over the fact that you're eating peanut butter and pickles, uh-huh. it, it, it tastes awesome. All right, so let's do it right now. We'll, we'll, we'll set an agreement. You do pineapple and pepperoni pizza, and I'll do pickles and peanut butter. You got a deal. All right, it's on. That's it. That's it. I'm going to do it. I'm awesome. going to send it out, so you're going to see it. I'm going to send out proof right of this. All right, it's done. <laughs> All right, well, Chris, where can uh, where can people find you? Keep up with your latest uh, information and projects and all that stuff. Boy, I, I guess the, probably the best the, the thing I'm most active, though I've been less active recently, but uh, is on Instagram uh, or or I'm also on Twitter, but way less active there. But it's it's just all at Chris McCaleb, C H R I S M C C A L E B. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm just just there, uh, post posting stuff when I feel like it, and, and uh, cool. avoiding it when I don't. <laughs> we had a bunch of better call Saul stuff for you questions, but how about this? When when the season ends, and you said what? There's one season left. There's gonna be one season left. All yeah. right. So how about when that season airs and it's done, then we'll have you back for a part two if 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 you you know if you had the time for us. That sounds fun. All right. Cool. But uh, cool. until then, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time out to be on the Anything Goes podcast. We're big fans of your yeah, work. And yeah, we really appreciate you. So, uh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah. All right, Chris, have a good one. Have a great holiday, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, you too. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Alex. Yeah? Tell these fine-looking people where they can find us. Well, they could find us on Instagram at anythinggoespodny, on Twitter at anythinggoesny, and shoot us an email at agpodny at gmail.com. That's right. And y'all can listen to all of our episodes on any streaming platform where podcasts can be found. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, because anything goes... With Greg and Alex. Phone home, phone home, phone home! (laughs) Alright, so how about that? Oh, yeah. How about it? How about it? How about it? That's what I asked you. Um, I have a question for Chris. 
Okay, he's go ahead. Yeah. Chris, I know you're a busy man. I know you have tons going on, but I'm just curious what you would charge to be an editor, like <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yes, and what I would, you know, pay for, whatever your your fees are, is to edit everything that Alex says. Edit you're it out. so stupid. So, you know, we'll pay you whatever it is. We'll, we'll chip in, me and her. And <laughs> okay. whatever amount of money it takes to edit out everything she says, I mean, just let me know. He would edit you out because I'm gold. Okay. My voice is... is... Speaking of gold, that is AU on the periodic, periodic table of elements. I am awful at chemistry. It's AU? actually surprising that I love this show so, so much. Then how would you be Walt if you're terrible at chemistry? Well, that's why I said we'll talk about it because okay. I don't know. Like, I think I'm actually more of a Jesse because I'm not as good under pressure as you are. But, all right makes sense yeah, yeah. so uh chris mccaleb yeah man this guy did it all oh my god you know one of the funniest things i think he he said was throughout the entire interview what was uh when he was talking about walking dead and how he had to edit the scenes well put together the scenes mm-hmm. without any like zombie sounds yes, yes. or sound effects how weird that's got to be so funny to like right. watch in his shoes yeah like just these things and they're just like yeah Rah. like they're just well, they they're probably see, people can't see you moving like a zombie well i was gonna make a noise oh good make it make it that make is it, funny make though it. i made i, yeah, I you actually did. you did the actual like zombie <laughs> movement and... like they probably make noises in some way right but it's probably so bad and then the people i don't know the, the main cast is fighting them yeah. And they're probably like, ah, yeah, yeah. It's probably, <laughs> and then just to put it all, like, they should, like, release that, like, one scene without right. any uh-huh. editing, and then when it's edited. Wait, so, so make your zombie noise. You said you're going to do it. Rawr. All right, so, Alex, no, don't talk. Make the zombie noise. Shut up. Wait, I didn't you, say You to, know how I feel about zombies. I didn't say to talk. You When I said make the zombie noise, you. you just spoke like you normally speak, and then Shut you... Up. All right, and then another thing about that was that he re- actually recorded the zombie sound on his iPhone. Yes, that's just funny. Just to, you know, have something, and it made it to the final mix of, how, of the right? Walking Dead so episode. So if you're a big Walking Dead fan and you've watched all the episodes, at some point, some of those zombies were recorded on an iPhone. Yeah, by Chris. Yes, they're vocals. Yeah, they're yeah. vocals. Um, and he said they, they kind of did that, though, because the voices would be shot after doing it so many times right. like the actors of and course. actresses so and for i mean it for does the most make part, sense for yeah. the most part zombies i mean they pretty much sound the same yeah you know? i mean so it's not it, like you have to record yeah. it each episode a different voice right it probably makes okay. sense to be like all right we have 50 zombie noises we'll just loop them <laughs> yeah so if you had to pick between walking dead or breaking bad which show would oh. you Stop it. Breaking Bad beats everything for me. Uh, yeah. And Not to knock Walking Dead. No, I know. I was kidding. I know that's your show. Yeah. Uh, we did do the Walking Dead uh, Haunted Attraction walkthrough. Right. At Universal Studios Hollywood. We did. We actually and did a couple times. Yeah, we did. Because that, uh, it's, it's not like Horror Nights, which just specific to halloween season Mm -hmm. that's open all year round yeah which we when we got there we were like oh like we saw it we were like oh are they like building it for horror nights like is that right and then we're like wait it's open now we could go through it now yeah so we went through it because we went in august and we're like oh maybe it's just you know so it was fun to get like a nice fix yeah 
you know. Uh huh. And we love our haunted houses. We do. Yes, we do. As you know. Go back to like episodes like 15 through like 50. And you'll know. <laughs> you'll know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then with Breaking Bad, when he got offered the editing job on it. I actually, he... I understand. Go ahead, tell it. Cause, yeah, well, cause you, you like you just heard, he yeah. said that he got offered the job as an editor on the last season of Breaking Bad. And he was like, I don't know, though, because then the show's going to be ruined for me. Yeah. And I kind of want to see it as a, because he was such a big fan. And I kind of get that. Like, it's such a amazing show to watch as a fan. So to be like, oh, would I have to edit it? And then I, and then I, I know before I see it. Right. It must have been funny, though, him editing it. I mean, like, oh, shoot, that's what's going to happen? Oh, uh-huh. my God, oh, my God, you know. Which is funny, though, because they really have to trust him not to release spoilers and stuff. Well, I'm sure he signed some crazy contract. Yeah, but still, but people do, and they still release it under, yeah, like, true. fake names and... That's true. You know, ghost accounts and all mm. that stuff. So. Yeah, that's true. So he's he's got to be a trustworthy guy. Well, yeah. I, I like him. Me, too. He was funny. I like Chris. He really Chris. was. And he got you to try... Um... Well, we're going to get into that. Yeah. That's that's something we're going to get okay, into. Okay. All right. I'll let you touch on that topic. All right, cuz that's a little touchy subject for me. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm saving this for you, Chris. Okay. Uh but what what I did like about what he said also made me think um when I asked him what he wanted people to remember him as. Right. Right. And yes. you know, I, I kind of ask a lot of people that just because I'm interested in what, you know, Mm-hmm. what they think and what you know they feel themselves and i kind of think about that when it comes to me too okay i figured that i do no i mean not to be not in like a no but just family way, friends yeah, stuff like that. yeah not you like know, the you, world yeah and it's like oh what do you want to be you know what do you want your legacy to of be? course and he gave i think the best answer i've ever heard when i heard the answer yeah i was like oh my god i have to think about this now and like the way he put it was so well said. Right. So, it, you know, he broke it down to who you are, who you want to be, right. and who people think you are. Right. And it's that whole perception versus reality yes, line. Because that... most of the time, who you actually are and who people think you are are two totally different things. Right. And it's funny. I heard something from somewhere from somebody <laughs> that... Uh, it's very specific. Yeah. Yeah, to pinpoint exactly who who said it. Mm-hmm. People, you can meet all these different, come across all these different people, and they all have different opinions of you. Right. You so could meet so someone. So weird. You can meet someone just for five minutes in a in a deli or something like that, and they'll have a certain perception of you. Right. And that's who they think you are, and they're yeah. like, okay, this guy is this guy, and yeah. someone else may see you a totally right. Different like way. you can you can ask ten different people what you think of you know. Just me, and right. you might get 10 different right. answers. it's true. Which is strange to think because I don't know what my legacy would be, but I'll leave it up to everybody else to decide. You're, Hopefully you're, it's, you're it's, all right. it's a decent one. I'll take it. That That is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. That's pretty accurate. That right there is the nicest thing. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, all right, so let's get into Breaking Bad. Let's because do it. This is like what you live by. I mean, okay, so I just want to start off. Start off. Wait, 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 wait before you start. Okay. My intro. Right. Right. We didn't mention it. No, we didn't. So that coincides with Breaking Bad. Yes. And so what what Walt creates. Right. Which we don't want to give out a No, if you, you know, listen, you no, we could say what he makes. All right. Cuz it's literally in the He makes the a script. TV show. 
It's in the description of the show All right, before they watch it. So C10. Right. H15. N. N. Yeah. Is, I mean, I would think it's obvious that that is a chemical formula. And that chemical formula is the formula for methamphetamine. Okay. Which is what Walt cooks. Right. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. So go ahead. Get into your... So, yes. So now it's funny because leading up to this episode, for no specific reason at all, I just happened to be like, I'm going to rewatch the series. I do it every so many years. Yes, you I do. I just... I do... It's, it's just one of those shows where I'm like, okay, it's time. I'd say every two years. Yeah. yeah that's pretty accurate. You had your surgery two yeah. years ago, and that was the last time I watched it. Right. So pretty much every two years, I'm like, okay, time to watch. And I always find new little things that I just, I'm like, like these little details. Because if you've watched Breaking Bad, you should know. If you don't, then rewatch it because you didn't watch it right. That they have so many details put into the show. It's just, it's just beautifully made all around. So I am literally f- like fresh Breaking Bad right this minute. I am in season four right now. Yes, you are. And you started this like a week ago. If that, <laughs> yeah, like within a week. This is the quickest four. I've watched the series. Yeah. yeah, you definitely didn't watch it as quick with me. Well, no, I had to wait for you to want to watch the next episode. No, not even want to. It's, I mean, I was stuck on the couch. No, I mean, like, okay, surgery. I need to take a nap, that kind of thing. Do you know who my least favorite character in the entire Breaking Bad series show is? I do. You do. I do. You want me to say it? You want to say it? You could say it, but I know. Okay, we'll say it. Um, <laughs> Hector Salamanca. Yes. Yeah. Hector was my least favorite because there were so many times that I was like, you know, and also after surgery, like I didn't sleep much at all because I was on oh, a couch yeah. for, you know, six weeks. You can't sleep on a couch. Mm-hmm. Every little movement, you know, you're in a lot Earth, of pain. Yeah. And I would just start dozing off and the nail goes with the bell. Ding, ding, I ding, ding, I will say, ding, 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 it's funny ding, 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 watching it now. Yeah. I'm like... Going into it, you forget how much this guy rings this goddamn bell. Oh my goodness. And watching it this time, and it's loud. Like, whatever, yeah. for whatever reason, it's so much louder than everything else. It's like when there's like gunshots in the show, it's just as loud as the gunshots. Right. And, he, and this guy isn't just like ding, ding. He's like, ding, with his little flicker of a finger, he's like ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, oh my God, someone please rip the bell off and throw it against the wall. So I kind of agree with you. But, it, but that's the point of it, though. It's supposed to be kind of annoying. Yeah, but, I mean, when you're actually, like, starting to fall asleep and Well, it you know you what? Up, you shouldn't be falling asleep well, during the I have PTSD now of, of bell ringing because of it. Cut it out. Okay? I do. That's very dramatic. No, it's very true. Very true. One of the my favorite characters on the show... I know your favorite character. Well, it's actually a toss-up. Really? It is. It is. Between Who's two. the other one? Oh, I think I know. Who, who do you think? Well, I know you love Hank. Yeah. And who would the other one be? Jesse? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a toss-up between Jesse Jesse's and Jesse's my and number Hank. one. Yeah. Um, you know, I could relate to both very well. How? <laughs> <laughs> Hank, yes. I could see some things, but... Yeah. I mean, not totally, no, but... No, but Jesse is super funny. Oh, Jesse's... Uh, there's so... I, I can't say... We don't like to deliberately use profanity on our podcast yeah but if you've watched the show you know what jesse pinkman is famous for saying yeah and 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 it rhymes with what i am yeah what you are and you fly on a broomstick right which yeah which yeah 
<laughs> but there's actually one scene, I believe it's season two, where he has to go get money from people that owe him money. I'll just leave it at that. And he's at the door and he's banging on the door and then he's practicing how he's going to say, give me my money, give me my money, witch. Give mm-hmm. me my money, give me my... And he's practicing it. And for some reason, I'm like, I've always found that scene so funny because it's just him and he's trying to act all hard and like, like just, I'm, a, I'm this big time drug dealer and this and that. And he's practicing it because he's freaking out. And it's just so good. That's funny. Yeah, there's a lot of good scenes to that and mm-hmm. in that series. And I, I was a fan and it took me a long time to actually sit and watch it. But I'm glad I did. I and mean, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people who talk about it and I can join in discussions. Mm-hmm. And I could all say, well, you may have watched the show, but I spoke with Chris McCabe. That's right. So... Anything else you want to say? Because I have a couple more things. Go for it. Well, go ahead. ahead, I was going to say, why Hank? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I kind of touched on it a bit in the interview. But um, I've watched many of things, many of shows, many of movies. And uh, when you see an injury with a specific, you know, person in a show, just the next scene, they're like up and good and 100%. Right, yeah. And that is not the case. It's like when they'll you're... get shot, and then the next episode, they just have a bandage on the wound. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait, what? You got shot in the spine. How are you walking? And, you know? oh, man, my uh, my recovery was tough. Yeah, you had a rough one. Yeah, I did for, you know, a few reasons. But whatever it was, I made it through, and Hank inspired me, and he, I felt his pain, everything he was going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he got worse than I did. Right, right. But still, it, it was, you know... Yeah. That time where, and and it's a depressing well, it's, time too. Well, just exactly being it. stuck, you know. It's one of those things where you have to be dependent on another person. Yeah, and you can't do the things that you usually could do that you want to just be able to do already. It's, right. Rehab is really tough. It's yeah. It's no joke. People think, oh, okay, well, you just do six, eight weeks and you're good. Right. No, not for everyone. It's, yeah, it's not. That there's easy. definitely a depression side to it too. That you know, yeah. you just you think you're never gonna get out of it. Yeah, and there's like you said, there's so many things that you just every day take for granted that yep. you know yep. you do and you just can't do it uh and and i like walt yeah walt's yeah. one of those people you could love him in one episode and the next episode you're like this guy's the worst person in the world yeah, i never really hated him though no me neither i yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't there's no character i like really i'm like oh my god i hate you actually there's one okay. his wife i can't stand his wife but I thought her, and I was gonna say her, but there's actually another one. And Hank's wife, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of. But she's like, she's just in her own world. Maybe I just don't like all wives. Maybe that's. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you Go better ahead. put your hands up. You knew I, was, you knew I was gonna take a shot at you. Go ahead. No, it comes in season five. I don't want to like totally spoil things for people, so I don't yeah. want to say too many names. But season five. All right, there's somebody else I, I dislike in the show, and I guess it's meant to be that way. I can't think of his name right now, but he was all over the Breaking Bad movie. That's El Camino. What I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, same guy. All right, same guy. Who looked about 50 pounds heavier in the El Camino <laughs> movie. So if you've seen Breaking Bad and you've seen El Camino, you know what we're talking about because it was spoken about all over the place. Yeah, and I did enjoy El Camino, but I kind of wish they didn't focus the first half of the movie on him. Yes. That's. Uh, it you know. was one of those things that was like, was it because they couldn't get anybody else? So they just had Jesse and him, and I don't, I don't know. know. That's a, like I like the movie because to me, anything more you could give me with Breaking Bad, I'm like happy with. Yeah. Like Better Call Saul. Right, right, right. You know, I'm like super happy with that, even though I'm behind in it. 
surprisingly, because I'm mm-hmm. waiting for you. Um, I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah. I'll get to but, it. But, um, yeah, so I liked it. And it was about Jesse, so, you know. Yeah. And we actually went to a pop-up. We did. That was before uh, you watched it. Yeah, before I watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it was um, Los Polos Hermanos. Yeah. There was a pop-up before Better Call Saul started, before season one. It was the promotion for uh, Better Call Saul. And it was in Manhattan. Yep. Um, right by, what is it? The, I always forget what it's called. It's by the water. Seaport? Was it by the seaport? Yeah. Kind I mean, of, like yeah. a couple little. I know there was like cobblestone. It was like one yeah. of those little bougie looking places. But yeah, so you just waited online. I think we waited like a half hour. Yeah. And you went yeah. in, they gave you, it was, when I tell you, straight up replica yeah. of Los Polos. Like it was, yep. it looked exactly like it. There was even a guy who photobombed one of our pictures that we mm-hmm. took in front of it, which was great, who was dressed like Walt, looked just like Walt, and had a ba- a big Ziploc bag of blue right. meth, but not, you know, Funny. obviously. Yeah. I would hope not. Um, but yeah, so you went in. And they gave us free... Uh, curly fries. Curly fries. They like, try the curly fries. That was like yeah. the thing. And um, a drink. I think they gave us like a little... Yeah. I remember having a cup. They should have had Gus there, though. Yeah, but I guess, I mean... They should have. I don't know. How much did they have to pay him? No, 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 like, a, um, not the real Gus, like how they had somebody playing Walt. Right, 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 right. somebody yeah. playing that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, so even the inside, again, if you've seen Breaking Bad, the inside of the restaurant has the booths and there's like certain pictures on the wall and like, you know, advertisements for the place. Everything was pretty much exactly like it is in the show. Yeah. I literally sat in there and I was like, like... In order for other people to go in, like, we had to leave. Right, right. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to... I waited a decent amount of time to get in here. I'm slowly enjoying my curly fries. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take a picture of all the details because... Yeah. That's literally why I love the show so much. One, the storyline is always awesome. And two, the details that they put into it, it just shows that they love. These people who work on the show, every single person who works on the show loves what they do in the show. Yeah. And he said it's a family, you know, You could tell. You could absolutely tell. You could, there's certain shows you just know when they, they mesh. Yeah. You know? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Go. You're on the spot right now. I'm on it. Let, let's, see if, let's see if you know this. What? There's a lot of pressure here. What? We went to Los Polos, right? Right. What did we do right before we oh. went to Los Polos? I know what we did. We went to a ticket booth and tried to see if they had Broadway plays cheap. No, we did not. But we did. Right before? Right I know there was a, there was one of those booths those like oh yeah yeah like right yeah yeah booths. yeah okay right um, by what there what did we do wow sorry that what did we do oh yeah all right so it wasn't as important as going to Los Polos oh I know obviously. what we did I know what we did obviously it wasn't <laughs> as important as no, going to the Los Polos do you know how I remember replica Wait, how do you remember because this. of what I was wearing that's how I remember <laughs> so that was our that's actually our official yeah um. On our marriage certificate, that's when we got married. We did. So we went to the courthouse. We, you know, got the paper signs, got, you know, legally married, got so we could have our marriage license and everything for our wedding day. And yeah, it was in yeah. April. So we officially went to, like I said, the courthouse. And right outside the courthouse is the Staten Island Ferry right. to take to Manhattan. Right. So we took the ferry over and then went to Los Polos to celebrate. Day. Yeah, but apparently you remember... No, I remember part. both. I just forgot that they were on the same day. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good day, though. Yeah. So we went. Yeah. So our so technically. We were actually holding our marriage. Well. I had a no. big egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, well, like the paperwork. The paperwork, yeah. Um, so technically, our marriage, not wedding, but marriage yeah. reception was at Los Polos. Yeah, pretty much, technically. Walter right. White came to our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, It's my story and I'm sticking it's, with it. Oh, it's partly true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with the pop-up shop of Los Polos, mm-hmm. they had one, which would have been for me, which... I would have still been there and never left in California. They had a the Max, yeah, from Saved by the Bell. I I and agree with you on that. My goodness, that that's my breaking bed. Yeah, back in the although day. we're not gonna get into it, but the reboot is the worst thing I've ever watched. In my life. Yes, um, so we have keep it and kill it, uh, keep it a kill it segment, and that is what I'm killing forever in my life. Oh, forever. Forever. It's literally the worst thing I've ever seen. We didn't make it through the first episode. No, we literally shut it off. I maybe twenty minutes in. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. we even got that far. I know. But this episode's not about that. No, it's not. Um, and then one other thing that I wanted to jump back to, and I can't remember what it was. So when All I right. remember, we will do it. You could do it. But until then, take it away. because Okay. I'm going to be focused on um, this. So the next few things I say, it's possible there could be spoilers in it. Okay. So if you didn't watch the show, I'd say just be careful. I'll let you know if I'm about to say a spoiler, but I just want to let you know that spoilers might be coming. All right. Because, to be honest, why didn't you watch the show? Okay? So you deserve to hear a spoiler if you don't watch the show already because it's been out for, like, ever, and what the heck are you waiting for? To get yes. surgery? Yeah. <laughs> and s- spoiler alert. Can, can I give a spoiler alert? Yeah. Bruce Willis was dead in Sixth Sense. What? In what? Sixth Sense. Oh, you're sense. such an idiot. <laughs> Why would you, people might have not seen that movie. I just said spoiler alert. They should skip it. Oh, shoot. I hope they did. Please, if you haven't seen that I now. I know. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And it, Or if you didn't find out that. Yeah. Um. So the season's like bro- broken down. So you're breaking down Breaking Bad? Yeah. All right. There had to be Do some it. kind of show or like something like that that yeah. was called that. Breaking, of break, breaking down of Breaking Bad. No, so watching it. So if you've never watched it before, keep an eye. So the details in the show, I've said it a thousand times, are like insane. So everything that you see, everything that they show you, there, it's it has a meaning. Whether it's something like someone flicks a cigarette on the ground and they show you the cigarette, there's a reason for it. Yeah, that Breaking Bad is the ultimate cause and effect. Of... Butterfly effect? Yeah. This... You don't even need to watch the movie Butterfly Effect. Just watch the show, and it literally shows you, like, well... Hey. No, I know. I'm not saying... They need to watch the movie The Butterfly Effect. I know. I know. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying, like... You just said they don't need to watch Butterfly Effect. You need to watch Butterfly Effect. Each and every one of you, like, now. Like, pause this episode. Go watch it. We're going to wait an hour and a half. We're waiting. (laughs) We're waiting. Don't... We're waiting. No. Or just pause it and come back. No. We're waiting an hour and a half. Let them go watch it. Starting now. Okay, so you edited out the hour and a half that we waited. No, Chris now... McCaleb did. And look how good of a job he did. So, Chris, I thank you. I pinch you. <laughs> um, well, now let me just jump to this really quick. Go. Spoiler, not spoiler alert. Ashton Kutcher is one of the most underrated actors out there. That's not a spoiler alert. That's a fact. Well, I said spoiler, not spoiler alert. Fact. Ashton Kutcher is one of the most underrated actors out there. Yeah. And I'll say it again, and I'll... Live and die by it. You hate him because you ain't him. Yeah. No, but for real, this guy does everything. I know he he's specifically like remembered for comedy, mm-hmm. but watch Butterfly Effect. It is it like is really good. top five movies. It's very 
dark, but not in like a what the hell is going on yeah, no, way. Yeah. But it's a dark movie. Mm. Like it's supposed to be to show you like you could choose one thing in life and it could affect your life this like, way. Yeah, like any any and everything will every can decision will, you make yeah. will affect your life. Obviously. Al- yeah. But but, but yeah. how will it affect but your life? But even like the, the smallest little things can totally affect it. And also there's an alternate ending, but <coughs> don't even worry about that. Sorry. God bless you. <laughs> and also go see it. Butterfly Effect One. Go see it on your T V player. <laughs> and if you don't have it, listen, listen, listen. I will do this. If you do not have the butterfly effect on DVD, mm-hmm. okay, I am giving you my word. Hit us up on the Gmail or the Twitter or the Instagram. Right. Let us know you don't have it. I promise you, I will order it for you and ship it to your house. That's I will. Fair. That's fair. I will sh- buy you the copy of the butterfly effect and I will ship it to your house from the website of your choice as long as it's not like. No, from a crazy... Amazon. Relax. Well, no. I mean, if, <laughs> if there's... A... Amazon Prime, yo. Yeah, all right. So, Amazon Prime. Yeah. I'll do that because okay. you need to see this movie. Right. You do. Can I'm talking go? to you. No, no, wait. The, the person driving, oh, the person at work, the person mowing the lawn, the person taking a walk, the person riding a bike, the person in their car, I'm talking to you, each and every one of you. Watch The Butterfly Effect. All right. Go ahead. Were you back? saying something? Can we get... I honestly don't remember at this go point. Ahead. So, no, you're talking about how people need to watch Butterfly Effect. No, no. I was saying how this show is a great representation of how the Butterfly Effect works. Right. Okay. So, spoiler alert coming, people. Or spoiler coming. This is a spoiler alert. And real quick, you should watch the trailer to Butterfly Effect, too, because it has stayed and it's been a while as the song for it. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Or you can just listen to the song. Yeah. Or just watch the movie. Um... (laughs) Um, so spoiler coming. So fast forward about a minute and a half. So uh, example of butterfly effect is Walt watches. So Walt goes into Jesse's house to tell him to chill out with doing drugs and sees Jane ODing, could save her and doesn't. And then from not saving her, obviously she dies and the dad ends up he works for traffic control of the planes and he ends up messing up and two planes crash which is the entire thing of like season two sort of it's like based around that a little bit and then because he feels so guilty about his daughter and about you know the people who were in the planes he actually ends up taking his own life so it's like if walt would have just saved the poor girl maybe all of that wouldn't have happened i remember what i was gonna say go ahead greg no, but that's true. Everything you said was true. I know it is. Right. Right. And actually, that plane crash, it was like the entire season. Season two. Building up of it. Yeah. yeah, it's so... Yeah. So there's little, like, um, like flash forwards that are in, like, black and white. Every, like, almost every other episode, pretty much, of season two. And you see a little bit more each episode. And you're like, oh, what is this about? Yeah. And it builds up to the climax yeah. of... Yes. Yeah. Um, How Chris said that he didn't want to edit Breaking Bad because he didn't want to, you know, to see what happened. Right. That's how I would be with MTV The Challenge because I love that show. And if they told me I have to work on it, of course I would take it. But I would be so mad because I wouldn't be able to watch it play out on Uh TV. That's true. You You wouldn't be able to enjoy it. Yeah. You would know who, you know, how it all unfolds. Right. Yeah. I agree. But then you also can't pass up the opportunity. I always say I would love to be like a camera person. Yeah. In the house. 
yeah. just to hear all the drama and then like be, see the daily challenges and hear TJ laugh. But it. then you wouldn't be able. But then watching on TV wouldn't be the same. So I, well, I get it, Chris. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would do for free if they paid yeah. for my flight and right. food. Yeah, in a hotel. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I have a question for you. Go ahead. If you choose to answer. I like questions. You do. What's your favorite color? Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> You're, what's with you tonight? Are you... No, there's a whole color scheme in Breaking the... Bad. Oh, I see where you're going okay. with that. Okay. Okay. So what's your favorite color? My favorite color in... Yeah. In well, the world. Well, my favorite color... It's, I like, well, okay. My favorite color when it comes to Breaking Bad, it's tough because I like them all because they all have their own meanings. Right. So, again, details of the show that colors that each character, each main character is wearing has some significance. So, for example, because this one's really nice. I just asked you what your favorite color was. I mean, do you really expect me not to get into this? All right. Get into it. Green. Thank you. Yeah. Good answer. So, for example, green could be correlated with money. That's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. My real question was, okay. Chris said that people would drive to the house right. where Walter White lived in the show. Mm-hmm. Doesn't actually live there in real life. Well, yeah. There's people who, like normal, regular people who live there. Right. So, people go there thinking it's Walter and they're not going to do on trick or treat and it's somebody else. Right. And they'll get angry and they'll throw pizza on the roof. No. No? No. Oh. So, <laughs> Don't be so, stupid. So why did they do it? Because in season... Uh, I want to say it's season three, but it might have been the end of season two. Okay. It's season three. Um, Walt goes over to his house, but he's not living there because Skylar kicked him out in the moment. He goes over thinking he's going to be able to have dinner with his family, and Skylar's just like, uh, no, and closes the door on him, and he gets pissed. And the pizza that he has in his hand, he flings it, and it ends up landing out of the pizza box on the roof. And actually, fun fact, that just happens. Like, it wasn't even meant to land perfectly like that. Supposedly, I've heard that they just wanted him to fling it just out of, like, anger. And it ended up where it came out of the box and landed on the roof, like, perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're saying he flung it up there because... He was pissed at Skylar. Not true. False. W- what's your knowledge... Oh, I know for a fact. What? what? I know. What is I've it? I've done my research. I spoke to Chris, uh-huh. and I also spoke with, with Walter White. Oh, okay. What, and what he said the say? reason why he threw the pie, a pizza, on the roof <laughs> is because it was a plain cheese pie, and it wasn't hey. a pie that he ordered with oh. pepperoni and pineapple. Oh, I should have seen that coming. That is why. I should have seen that one coming. He, he told me. Yeah, I should have. He told me. That if that pie had pepperoni and pineapple on it, he would have never thrown it on the roof because he would have ate it all for himself. And I can't blame him for that. I mean, that's true. That's fair. He, the man has. I a actually, point. I remember seeing it for the first time. I was like, "That's a waste of a pizza." Well, yeah. I mean, any pizza without pepperoni and pineapple is a waste of pizza, if you ask me. No, I can't have pepperoni. And you know what? Also, is a waste of a pie. <laughs> Mushrooms and green peppers. <laughs> Don't knock his pizza. I don't like mushrooms at all. I can't stand them. But I do at times get black olives and green peppers. Yes, you do. I do. So, so uh, I'm with the green peppers. I'm not with the mushrooms. Yeah. But, I, hey, like he said, to each their own. Yes. And he also dropped the challenge to me. He did. So check out Instagram because it's up there. Mm-hmm. Check the Twitter because it's up there. 
the pickle and peanut butter challenge. You did it. And I did it. Mm-hmm. He, he put it out there for me, and I, I killed it. That sounds like something... I crushed it. Like a pregnant woman would wake up at like four in the morning and be like, I want a pickle with peanut butter on it. Yeah. yeah. And so I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you about this because you kind of put like a whole jar of peanut butter on no, this I pickle. No, I didn't. Do you know how hard it is to get a peanut I'm butter on a pickle? Just saying. It slides off. Well, I'm just saying. So so I had this peanut, this peanut butter on a pickle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was because of the ratio of peanut butter to pickle. Was it too peanut buttery? I tasted more of the peanut butter in the so pickle. So we may so. have to redo it at one point. Maybe Possibly. I'll try it one day too. All right. All right. But yeah, but you know, the challenge out there, I, you know, we had a mutual agreement that Chris would try the pineapple and pepperoni pizza mm-hmm. and I would try the pickle and peanut butter. What if he was like, oh, you should try like jalapeno with, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. That's bad. Would he have tried the pepperoni and pineapple? Yeah. Then I would have done it. You would have eaten anything. I would do any. I would do any anything <laughs> in this world to have somebody try peanut butter and pineapple. Peanut pizza. butter and pineapple. To have that pineapple. Pro- and pe- that might be no, good, actually. To have pineapple and pepperoni. Yeah. On pizza. Yeah. I would do. There's nothing in this world. Nothing short of would anything in this world. Anything. I would do anything. You kill Just me. Know that. Yes, because I know in Breaking Bad how they like put the person in the acid and it. Disintegrates that body. Look at you. So yes. Look at. I watched the show. Wait so. I know how to dispose of you. I was no, I know that. Ricin. That's all I'm saying. But I'm not saying like, would you know how to get rid of me? I'm saying you would, you would kill me so someone could try pepperoni and pineapple. Absolutely, for sure. Okay. This is a life changing thing for them. I will say that would change their lives. There's many things I would do for pizza. So. Listen. Talking about the butterfly effect, if they try, it's it's a proven <laughs> oh, no. fact. You become a better person times ten if you eat pineapple and That's pepperoni scientific. and pizza times ten. It's done research instantly, like that. It's a ten-year so, scientific that experiment. it instantly changed your life for the better. So that's that. <laughs> so anyway, in, in conclusion, I stick to my word. Okay. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Oh, that I know. And I had peanut butter and pickle for the first time ever and don't knock it till you try it you know what i'm saying yeah and i tried it yeah so that's that but and to circle back that is why he threw the pizza on the roof because it was a plain cheese pizza and it wasn't pepperoni pineapple on it okay sure whatever yeah whatever floats your boat so who is your favorite breaking bad character who is mine yeah i uh, i gotta go jesse all right. Yeah, he's just so many people can like connect with him because he's he wants to be good, but he just doesn't put his all into things. And when he does, he actually does really well. And he has such a big heart where like the bad things he does, he genuinely like like you were saying earlier with Hank. So Hank got hurt, and it was like a pro- progression of like okay, he slowly got better. It wasn't like okay, two episodes later, and he's up and about. Right. It's the same thing with Jesse. When something bad happens, you know, if someone gets killed or whatever it might be, it literally, so spoiler again, if you didn't hear me earlier, Jane, when that whole thing ha- happens with her, he literally carried that out until the series was over. So it was like, it wasn't like, oh, he mourned for a little bit and then met someone else. And that was it. Right. He mourned. He might have met other people, but it lasted. It's like yeah. you, you, that's. He- 
He still had that connection. Yeah, so yeah. it felt... That's why the show does feel real. As crazy as it is at times, it actually does feel it like... It has great character development. It does. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. It does. With with every character. In, yeah. In, Walt, too. Walt has great yeah. character... De- I mean, I don't know if it's for the, the good or the mm-hmm. bad, but he definitely... They, they slowly show him getting just more and more Heisenberg-y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we wrap this up, anything else you want to say? Oh... I know you could talk about this yes, Greg, all day. I could so talk I know. forever. So we, we got we to, gotta, at some point, pull the trigger on this one. You know who actually, okay. You know who actually one of my least favorite characters is also? And I feel bad because he's actually like the nicest guy on the show. But Who's he, that? I don't know if you remember, but if I explain who, you, who he is, you'll know. Gail? Yeah, of course. He, he, Jesse killed him. Yeah. Way to say spoiler before that. Spoiler before that. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah. yeah. Why um, did you like him? Because he was just too, like, like, I don't know. He was just too, like, he would, like, sing, like, this weird opera in his house. Oh, I liked him. Yeah, I don't know. He's he wasn't a nice for guy. Me. He had it coming. I mean, why was yeah. someone like that involved in, in the drug business? Don't, yeah. Don't Who drive. am I to talk, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, Jesse kills him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Whatever. If you listen to this episode, you should refer to Watch yeah. Breaking Bad. All right, or not so uh, anything else? Because I-, I promise you, we, we got to wrap it up. Oh, no, that's fine. Un- I'm, until, I'm next, until next I- time. I told you before we started this episode that I was going to let you kind of pull, what is it? Pull the the hook, yeah. get me off stage, because yeah, yeah, I yeah. can talk. I know you can. Yeah. So, But I want to give you, you know, your final words if you have any. Um, I just love this show. Okay. And if you haven't seen it, you probably don't need to because we spoiled everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, watch it. Look out for the details. And this is literally a show that you could watch. And I'm not just saying this. Like, I'm really not because I've watched it three times already. And I know you're like, geez, Alex, get a life. But it's just one of those shows. It's it's rewatchable. That's actually last fun fact. And then we could we could be done. Okay, because to it gets to the point where not fun anymore. <laughs> 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 they just become facts. Okay. That's true. The reason why they put the all the detail, the reason why they wanted to put all these details into the show to begin right. with, was because they saw how fans reacted to like the Marvel movies and stuff. Okay. And how wow, look at all the details they put into this from the stories and the comics and this and that. And there's so much rewatchability for the movies. So like, hey, if we put a bunch of details in our show, people re- will rewatch it. And look at Got me. Got it. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I could literally have like a like a like a just me hour long episode on Breaking Bad. Do you want to do that? You could do it if you want. No. No. Okay. I like having you uh-huh. to annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> so so would you be the Breaking Bad or the Breaking Good? I would be Breaking Bad because I am good. Okay. And you can't break bad unless you're good. Right. And in those words, that's that. Sure. Are you drunk? <laughs> you 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 got to do it. Do what? What you just said. Break the bad if you're good. Okay. Okay. Um, it's broken. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Chris McCaleb, thank you so much for uh, for chatting oh, with man. us. You really told us some some great stuff. Yes. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Definitely. And I would love to do it again. Mm-hmm. I know Alex would. I would. I see. 
I'm one of those crazy fans that he was talking about. Yep. That the makers of the show were like, oh, we don't know. We don't yeah, remember. Like, I know, and I'm like, like, how do you not know that the color red? <laughs> yeah. And he'd be like, man, like, woman, like, we wrote this show 10 years ago and we've done 35 projects since well, then. And you did something right. Yeah. No, they did. I agree. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. But. Oh, and actually, we own the box set. We do. Complete box set DVD. We do. I purchased that for you yes, back in the day. You did. And then we bought that to watch it, and we didn't even watch it on DVD. No, it was on Netflix. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still on Netflix, so get out there and check it out. It'll be on Netflix forever. Yeah. It's still trending. Um, and one other fact is oh, that. Oh, you can have fun facts. No, I didn't say fun facts. You said facts. I, just I know. said you did. fact. You did. About Chris was that he worked with Michael Eisner. Yeah, Disney. like I said earlier, Breaking Bad and Disney. 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 <laughs> yeah. And uh, so check him out. He's on the uh, Instagram, the Twitter, all over that. And check out his movie coming up that yes. he is editing, yeah. his first one That's right. called To Leslie. Right. So uh, check that out. Good stuff. We know we were. We're looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. We're looking forward to everything that he does because everything he does is gold. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Obviously, it's look, true. Just look at his resume. Yeah, he's got some track record that yeah. Chris McCaleb. Mm-hmm. All right, we out of here. Yes, we are. So uh, hit us up on the uh, socials and, and the, the email. Gmail. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> and uh, try that peanut butter and pickle. Uh huh. Try that pineapple and pizza and pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> pineapple pepperoni pizza I think Craig's getting tired we, we are out of here this is bringing me back to the We're, days it's of ver- so right now you might be listening to this like one in the afternoon or, or five or eight in the morning it's very late right it now it is very late yeah so. And we're on the East Coast, so even if you're watching on the West Coast, it's three watching? hours earlier. You need to go to sleep. Yeah, so if you're listening to us on the West Coast, it's three hours earlier. Yeah. Yeah, from when we're recording. Sure, Greg. All right, we out of here. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, thank you. All right, until next time, this is the Anything Goes Podcast. I am Crazy Greg. You are? Alex. And be good, be crazy, and we'll see you real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. See you real soon. Suckers.